Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Thanks for joining me, BFF, Biffle, look at us. <laughs> uh, today's episode, I'm talking to a new friend, Terry, and we are talking about her book, uh, winning the game at work, um, different strategies of being positive at work and everything like that. I feel like we all need that at some point in time. Uh, so I'm super excited uh, to do that. Of course, I have the random questions that I throw at her and overall just a really good conversation and conversation <laughs> and chat. And of course, I'll have the meditation minute uh, at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Super excited for this week. So yeah, let's jump right into it. Well, Terry, thank you so much for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you today? Stephen, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm not sure. I know I'm in North Carolina. I'm not sure where you're at right now, but the weather here is so hit and miss right now. So how's the weather where you are? That's always a, a well, topic. Uh, I'm, I'm in Chicago, so do, need I say more? Yeah, probably <laughs> very, very cold. Yeah, it's, it's, there's snow on the ground. And, yeah. you know, quite frankly, we, we're a hardy bunch out here in Chicago, and it's not been too bad. It's probably around 30 degrees, which oh. is not super cold for us. Yeah, for me, I would cry. <laughs> like it, it's been in the 20s and 30s here in Charlotte. <laughs> a couple weeks ago and I was like this is I don't like yeah this. that's cold yeah for me because I've lived that's in Florida cold. like my whole life too and I just moved here two years ago me and my dogs too that my dogs were like we're not going outside there's what is this ice on the ground they were not used to it so yeah yeah, yeah. definitely I've never I've never been to Chicago but I've had the um Garrett Chicago mixed popcorn because one of the people I work with used to live there. Oh, the popcorn? Oh, so, so good. good. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> it's dangerous. It, it really is. It, it really is. I, I don't know if you get the Chicago mix, like the cheese with the caramel. Oh, yes. I can't, I can't like have that in the house because I'll like ugh, just eat so much yeah. of it. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, oh, no, who, I'm the one to blame. I'm like, who ate this? Yeah, and I'm who like, ate? Oh, that was me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, anywho, thank you again so much for stopping by. Um, there's a lot that I wanted to go over, but I'll kind of hand it over to you, let you introduce yourself and give a little bio about what you're about, um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm an executive and career coach, and I'm an author of a book called Winning the Game of Work, Career, Happiness, and Success on Your Own Terms. Before I became a full-time coach in 2017, I was a longtime marketing executive. Mm -hmm. I worked primarily in financial services. Um, I today work with people that I uh, would deem as high achievers who are successful but not satisfied. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that if you looked at them on paper, you'd say, okay, these people are successful. They got good title, good job. They're making a good amount of money but they typically are paying a high price for their success. Mm. So they're, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling burnt out, they're feeling like they're you know, time starved. Um, they're having a hard time finding that balance between home and work or 
they're just pouring a lot into their careers, but not getting as much out of it as they would like to. So um, I really work with people on both sort of internal and external ways of having more balance and what I say, expanding that overlap between their professional success and their per- personal happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, which is awesome. I haven't been in the corporate world that long, but even in the past couple of years, I've seen like, it, it is really important or else you feel like you're going um, bonkers in the world. So yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And you know, I, there was, there, there are a few workplaces that are like, uh, yeah, we want you to work less. Yeah. There, yeah. If there is, <laughs> then I haven't found them either. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a really, um, it's really hard to find that balance, you know, where you're happy at work and happy in your real life and they don't kind of take over each other and everything. So I appreciate and command, commend people like you that are able to um, go out there and help and share your wisdom and everything like that. Um, so you said you started this in 2017. Mm-hmm. So what was that like starting, um, I guess, this new adventure? Was it, were you nervous? Were you like, no, I got this? What were some of the growing pains into doing it? Well, I didn't actually know when I started on the path that I was going to be doing this full time. Mm -hmm. I had worked at my last job for 12 years. Uh, My, my, I was there for 12 years. I had four jobs at the same company. You know, I just kind of moved into different roles there Mm -hmm. and they were all senior level marketing roles. I was running marketing for different businesses that they had. And the last job that I had, it's kind of funny because I didn't really want the last job <laughs> that I had there, but I was kind of talked into it. It was kind of like, yeah, we, we need you here. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure. But it really wasn't a great fit for me. And I, I was, I was kind of not very happy. I was kind of feeling stress. A lot of those things that I was describing, I was feeling that. Um, and they, they went through sort of a restructuring in the organization. And I just was like, you know what, I don't think this is a good fit for me anymore. And so I decided to leave and I was able to leave. I was just in a position I could leave without having another job. And I just decided I'd take a little time and figure out what I wanted to do next. Cause I, by that point I had worked for two banks for 21 years mm. in marketing. And I, I was like, okay, I just need to figure out what the right path is for me. And I did what I actually advise a lot of my clients to do, which is I looked at myself and I said, what do I like to do and what am I good at? Mm -hmm. And so I decided in this sort of like hiatus period to pursue a certification in coaching because as a leader, I had always enjoyed mentoring and coaching people on my staff and people had said, yeah, you're good at it. And even people that didn't report to me would come and say, hey, you know, can you kind of mentor me? and I, I just really feel like that investment in other people is that, you know, if you're, if you're a leader, it only makes sense. It's totally yeah. a win-win because if the, t- the people under you are confident and they want to stay in their roles and they're growing and, you know, you don't have to like, you know, micromanage them because you've, you've nurtured them and they, Mm -hmm. they've grown and are confident in doing a great job. It just, you know, it made my job easier. Um, so I, I really, I really believe in the whole idea of coaching. So, um, when I started the coaching coach training program, which is about six months, Mm 
Mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'll get another job. I'll have this skill set in my back pocket. Maybe I'll have a few, you know, private clients on the side. I'll use this skill in my next new job. And when I get closer to retirement, if I want to sort of take an off ramp from the corporate world, I'll have the skill and I can just like move from corporate into doing that full time. But as I was going through the program, you know, there are like 40 people that are going through in my class, if mm, you will. Yeah. And uh, a lot of those people had plans to start their own business after either during or after the um, program. And when you're surrounded by other people that are doing the same thing you're doing and they're, I just started thinking, well, why not? Why don't I yeah. just try that too? Because I can always go get another job later if, right. if this doesn't work out. And so um, I, I started taking on clients before I graduated in, in 2017, but I graduated from the program and at uh, three years ago, exactly. It's hmm. January of 2018. Oh, wow. And, uh, so I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to launch. And to yeah. your, <laughs> to your question about, was I nervous? Yeah, I was, I was nervous, but yeah. you know, anytime that you're, you know, a newly minted anything, mm-hmm. you know, you may start off feeling a little bit like an imposter and yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I just was like practice coaching not long ago in my classes. And now I'm asking people to pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that the program that I went through actually did a very excellent job of training us. And we like part of the training was that you were doing real coaching and you had to do a certain number of hours of real coaching just to get your um, certification. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, when I hit the ground to, to run my business afterwards, I had a lot of, you know, coaching under my belt. And then also the area that I'm um, coaching in, you know, in the, mostly I'm working with corporate people. I'm very, very familiar with that because yeah, I, exactly, yeah. I lived it. And right. uh, a lot of times when people hire me, um, they are hiring me because they're like, oh, you know, you worked in marketing for a long time, or you yeah. worked in financial services, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody does, you know, they could go find a, um, a coach that worked in a different industry or something like that. And they're not going to necessarily understand some of the, the politics and the pressures and Definitely. stuff that goes on in these really big organizations. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome too. I, I'm always inspired by people because it is scary to say, Oh, you know, I'm not happy with this and let me break away and try something. Yeah, I feel like to society, it's one or two ways where you find it's like, go and do it. And or they're like, don't do that. Make sure you have a job. Make sure you have this. So um, for you to take that leap and go and just go full force. And yeah, I'd probably be the same way if I was in that situation. And I saw people around me, even though I don't give into peer pressure much, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm feeding off their energy. Like if they can do it, I can do it. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. And I I do feel like I found my tribe when I went through the coach training because it was a lot of really you know positive people that um you know that are they're optimistic and they're problem solvers and they're they're empathetic and and that that really resonated with me um and I will I'll tell you that there was one one thing that was really supportive of me as well like when I got out of my coach training program uh, me and one of my colleagues set up a mastermind group with a few other coaches and we met, we actually still meet every other week. We meet for an hour and we just kind of share notes, share struggles, share, you know, celebrations of things that are going, going on in our business. And so it's really helpful because I'm a solopreneur. 
-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes if you have a bad week, if you're not signing on new clients or, you know, you've had a tough situation with, with one of your clients, it's, right. it's hard because there's nobody there for counsel. Mm -hmm. So uh, having this um, mastermind group has been really helpful. So, you know, if somebody, you know, finds a great software platform that they're using in yeah. their business, they can share that. Or if, you know, sometimes we would do like what's called a hot seat where, you know, somebody is struggling with something and they'll come in and we meet on Zoom and, you know, they'll just say, hey, this is what's going on with me. And then everybody just sort of gives them advice or gives them um, thoughts. And that that has been like a lifesaver. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I can talk to my husband about this stuff, but he's kind of like, oh, I don't know what okay, to tell cool. you. you know? yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not in the same yeah mindset. Exactly yeah. Know, he's empathetic, but he doesn't exactly know how I feel. And yeah the beautiful thing about the mastermind is that you know it might be me one week and then two weeks from now it's going to be somebody else that's that's feeling down or needs to be cheered up or has an issue and it just uh you know you're stronger as a team I guess no definitely yeah it's always uh important I feel like to find like you said find your tribe and find mm -hmm. that support system um in and out of work too because I agree my husband he works in a completely different field than I do. So sometimes I'm like, oh, that sounds awful, but I don't know really what to say because I don't experience that and vice versa. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to have people that go through the same things that you do yeah. just to even just to vent or like, oh, you get it. You actually get it. You know, um, that's super awesome. And I think that's super important. Um, I think everything with this and what you're doing is important and I'm kind of biased because I do work in HR and that's kind of one of my things <laughs> yeah. is bringing yeah. happiness and everything to, to work. But I want to hear from you. What do you think um, some of the benefits are and why it's important to kind of shift the culture to win the game of work per se? Um, you know, in, in my book, I really start with this whole idea that what you want, what you as a unique individual, what you want is important. And it's, it, I think that it's very important in our lives to be in touch with what's important to us. What are the things that we're passionate about? And to, to really be true to that. Now, it might be that, and uh, most of the time it is, that if you discover that, you know, this particular thing is important to me, like interacting with people is important to me. And I'm in a job where I'm kind of stuck off in the corner by myself and I don't interact with people. It doesn't mean that, okay, you should quit your job immediately, right? Like I, I would never, I would never suggest that. And quite frankly, that's why I talk about expanding the overlap between professional success and personal happiness, because I'm not saying walk away from your job or walk away, you know, go off and, you know, sell all your belongings and, and, you know, truck around the world that's not what I'm saying. I, I really think that through a couple of different approaches, you can be happier even in your own, like in the place that you are right now. Mm -hmm. um, but when you get clear on the things that make you happy, you can look for more opportunities to do that. Um, you know, I talked about working with people on internal and external factors. Y you know, we probably all heard this saying that um, perception is reality. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and, and really our perceptions are based on our beliefs. Mm 
And if we want to change our reality, we just have to change our beliefs. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that it is, but um, you know, sometimes people will say, no, no, this is the way it is. This is the mm -hmm. way it is. Well, I challenge people to say like, okay, well, this is the way it is. Well, let's look at it this way. Like you and your husband have probably had this situation. Me and my husband have definitely had this situation where we're both observing or have experienced the same thing. We're both there, mm -hmm. you know, when something happens. And one of us is like, that's the most, that's the most horrible thing in the world. And the other one's like, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> and what's the difference, right? We're both there. The difference is that we have different beliefs, mm -hmm. right? And we can change our beliefs. And if we do shift our beliefs, so like if we, if we go deep and we say like, okay, where'd that belief come from? Mm -hmm. You know, it could be, you know, something that, I mean, a lot of times really deep seated beliefs come from messages that we got when we were children. It could right. be, come from, you know, our grandparents or a teacher or a friend or some traumatic experience that we mm -hmm. had. Like we could say like, oh, I can't do that because you know, I, I can't go skiing because if I do, I'll hit a tree and die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you had somebody in your family, if Something, that happened yeah. to them, you, you know, you'd be like, naturally you'd be afraid and you would be not doing that, but Correct. you know, yeah. probably millions of people are skiing every year and that happens to a very small percentage. Right. So you really have to go and say, well, where did that come from? And you know, what's the cost of me believing this? And do I, do I, you know, think that I can change even a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's sort of the internal part of it. And then the external part of it is, you know, maybe you're working too hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, maybe you can get more leverage out of the energy that you put into what you do at work, or you can learn a different way of interacting. Mm -hmm. You can put boundaries up, you know, people that are coming and giving you work all the time, you know, have you ever stepped back and said, does that person actually have the authority to give me work? Yep. <laughs> you know, do I, am I only uh, helping them because I feel like it'll be awkward to say no yep. or say maybe later or not now? Um, these are things that, you know, we have a lot of control. And I, I, um, I really encourage people to think about the fact that we have choices in every moment. Mm -hmm. And we've often been programmed to say, like, actually people will come to me a lot of times when we first start working together, or when we're considering working together and they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, things are so stressful at work um, and I don't like this and I wish I could do something different, mm -hmm. but um, I can't, there's, I can't change anything. And I'm like, really? Like you have absolutely no control because yeah. the reality is that you could change everything. You could say, I'm not, I'm never going back to work at that place. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I would never say like, I would never recommend that, Yeah. <laughs> but it's always an option. It's yeah. always an option. I actually, one time, whenever I was, you know, in my early twenties, I had a day job and one of my friends got a job or actually two of my friends that I worked with got a job at like Bennigan's, like some, um, you know, that, Bennigan's like restaurant yeah. and uh and they were talking about how much money they were making and I was like oh well I want to get a job there too yeah and so you know I went right after work I think my shift started at six my first shift it was slammed it was insane 
Um, and I was just running around the entire time. I got off at like midnight and I had to you know, take a cab home or something. And the girls that were working that shift, like they had so much money that it actually, I felt like would be dangerous, yeah. right? Because they had a lot of cash. And um, a lot of times they would just go to the bank and, and just deposit it right into the ATM. But uh, I was supposed to go back the next night and I just didn't yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I'm so exhausted Yeah, and that's there's a lot. no way that I could consider doing that. I mean, it wasn't as big of a deal because I had a day job, but um, you know, I did feel a little bit guilty, but I was like, you know, it's my choice, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. I just won't get paid, but I don't care. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to put myself at risk and, you know, be exhausted, maybe get mugged yeah, um, exactly. when I'm leaving work. Scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as you're exhausted, you can't fight off or anything. Right, yeah, exactly. Sometimes your sanity and safety is yeah, priceless. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you know, we have choices. We yeah. always have choices and we have choices about the way that we show up. Um, a lot of times people will come and, you know, they'll have con, they're unhappy at work because they have conflict with their mm -hmm. boss or coworker or subordinate. And, you know, we can choose how we show up. And a lot of times when we show up differently, the people around us show up differently. And it can be really difficult to step back from that dance, right? Mm. Because usually you've gotten into a pattern with someone, you know, um, like your boss micromanages. And so yeah. you avoid seeing your boss. And, and sometimes if you do the opposite thing of what you usually do, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, well, you've got this. So I don't need to come and look over your shoulder. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Very important lessons. I feel like I need to definitely get the book now because there's a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people, people who come to me with the most ridiculous task. I mean, oh, could you? And I'm like, yeah, sure, totally. I, I need to learn to say, mm, actually, like, there's a lot more important things to do. There's than... a whole section in the book about saying no. Oh, yeah. I definitely... <laughs> and a lot of things that you can say instead of being like, heck no you can get yeah. a lot of things like oh I'll get back to you later oh I'm sorry I've got a much uh you know higher priority thing right now you yeah. know or google it <laughs> yeah oh gosh yeah there's so many times yeah that's especially working in HR there are higher like oh we're onboarding or offboarding three or four people and somebody's like hey we're out of creamer <laughs> can you order that I'm like that's not even okay like or hey the printer's messed up can you take a look at it like hr not it but okay yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly you just happen to sit by it so exactly that's your baby <laughs> yeah they're like well steven's really nice he'll he'll come help and i'm like oh yeah. i'm really yeah. like, i'm like in the middle of going over benefits with somebody or something so uh definitely take note of that chapter because that's something i need to learn yeah 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 well i you know what i always um say is that the first no is the hardest mm very true yeah yeah the first time you say it it feels awkward yeah it's hanging out there yeah but once you say no once they're like oh maybe I won't go to Stephen for this because last time he said no to me oh that's I, a good I, way used, to I used it. to tell yeah. people on my staff do not be the path of least resistance yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not ever going to help somebody but you might want to make it a little bit hard for them to come ask you something that's not really your job. Right. Because the more you do it, the more they come to you. True. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah.
oh, I definitely need to, <laughs> to get this now. <laughs> uh, but speaking of your book, I do want to um, pick your brain a little bit um, and see how that whole process went, um, the highs and lows of it, because um, I actually would love to write books and stuff like that. I'm actually working on one right now, um, but I'm still like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's yeah. almost finished, but then what? So um, well, I would love I, to get your perspective and see how that went for I you. I can connect you with somebody that can help. Oh, good. Um, awesome. I, I, uh, well, I guess like the, the seeds of my book started in, as mm-hmm. a blog. I, I blogged for like two years on, on work topics. And, yeah. you know, when I first left my job, um, I, I had some stuff to process. You know, I told you I wasn't like super happy for the mm-hmm. last couple of years there. And so when I left, I, you know, I, started, I what I said was like, I started regaining my natural shape, you know, because sometimes you like feel like you're in a box, right. you know? And so I was like, okay, I, let's shake it off. And part of my process was just writing about things that, you know, lessons I learned and things I thought about. And after I wrote that for a couple of years, somebody kind of opened my eyes up to the fact, he was like, how many words do you have in all your blogs? And that, that got me to, I downloaded everything and, and counted up all the words. And I had like 25 or 30,000 words, which that's enough for a book. Yeah. Um, I, so I had the seeds. I mean, I, it wasn't really in a, I couldn't just like put it together just as it was, but it was the beginning of the ideas that, that went into my book. And so that, that was kind of me thinking like, oh, I guess maybe I could write a book. And it just so happened that one of my friends called me and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm writing a book. And, and I'm in this book writing program. And so she told me about it and I joined up with the book writing program. It actually is uh, run by a professor at Georgetown university. Oh, wow. And um, it was in, I think I, I joined up in like July of 2019 mm-hmm. and my book was published in April of 2020. And it was, it's a really, really great program because you get the professor sort of teaches a weekly zoom meeting or you know Mm -hmm. zoom lecture on like how you actually write a book and he he had so many great thoughts and ideas about you know like what's your topic and how do you talk about it to other people um like different ways of writing right like because some people might just dictate their book you know they might just have ideas and they're just recording it um but anyway just like lots of great guidance from somebody who's taken a lot of people through um you know to publishing uh, books and then they they uh work with a what they call a hybrid publisher mm-hmm. that has um editors that will you know work with each of the authors to like read their stuff and give them guidance and give them ideas on like how to structure the book and so forth and the the publisher also you know gave us support in terms of designing the covers and um laying the book out mm-hmm. doing the proofreading all of that kind of stuff and then probably some of the most important guidance that was completely a blind alley for me was just about how you actually get it published right on amazon and on barnes and noble and stuff like that and they they really walked us through all of that and then even guided us on like how do you market your book right. um so i i worked in marketing for a long time and I did a lot of writing and I got tons of things printed over the course of my career so I knew kind of the technical aspects of like how you get something printed or how you lay something out you know in uh, InDesign or something like that but um, 
there were so many other things that were really, really specific to book publishing that I had no idea about. Right. And they, I'm, I'm really, really thankful that I went through the program because otherwise I, I probably would have never published the book if I was trying to do it on my own because there were too many things that I would have had to figure out on my own. Yeah. Um, but as far, as far as the process was concerned, it, it had its peaks and valleys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I, I write pretty... I, I, I write pretty fluidly, mm -hmm. but there were definitely times that I was, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an overwhelming task. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I was editing the book, I, oh my gosh, I probably went through the book like eight or 10 times, you know, the, my book, it's a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be when I was writing it. Cause like when you're writing it in, in Microsoft word, I kept, I, I kept like looking like, how many, you know, Microsoft Word pages equal Equals, uh, yeah, a book a page? Book page yep. So I was thinking it was going to be like two, <laughs> 200 to 250. And my book ended up being 380 pages. Mine was the longest book out of the whole program. Oh, I funny. actually had to get special permission for it to be that long. Because, <laughs> you know, oh, it wow. actually takes a lot more resources, right? right? Yeah. From, you know, printing and, and editing and all of that stuff. But um, they did give me permission oh, to... Good. to um, to not have to edit it because oh my gosh by the time I figured out how long it was going to be I was like I, what what can I cut at this point yeah um but uh yeah it, it was it was tough and I I also will tell you that I think that writer's block is real oh yeah you know, at times I just was getting you know I, I was getting cold feet really mm -hmm. because I was I was getting close to sort of like the point of no return like mm -hmm. you know moving towards the final manuscript and and there's a lot of fear in terms of like, oh, is this going to suck? Yeah. So many hours and my, and my soul into it. Cause there's mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of the book is my story. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, what if people are like, she's an idiot and that <laughs> isn't good. Yeah, <laughs> but no. people have liked it. <laughs> I think good. I, I, I sort of justified it to myself that, you know, I have lots of books and you know, I like some books better than others, yeah. but I, I very, very rarely come across a book that I hated. Mm -hmm. You know, there was always some redeeming quality. There was yeah, some something idea in it, yeah. or something that I got out of it. Um, and, and also I interviewed 11 people for my book about their careers. Oh, wow. And so I knew those were good stories because I, I had been attracted to their story. Yeah, like I yeah. knew these people's stories, like I'd met them in some context and you know, got, got like a view into their mm. career story. And I was like, wow, that is super interesting. Yeah. Um, so I knew that that was like a redeeming part of the book, <laughs> even if people don't like my story, but, uh, but they have, I've gotten good feedback, good, on, good. On, you know, various sections of the book. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely, um, once I read it and everything, give my rating as well too which you have five stars right now on amazon so that's good so yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's I, I, that gives me confidence people like yeah that. <laughs> yeah I, I totally get the same even now when i write blog posts and put it out there i'm like are people gonna like this do they think i'm I stupid <laughs> i know i know um but it's great whenever you do when you when you are vulnerable and you put oh, yeah. like your real thoughts or your real hurts or your real experiences that might even be a little there were some things that I put in the book that were even a little bit humiliating oh yeah um you know plenty just of really <laughs> painful experiences yeah. that I that I uh went through in my career and I think that those are the ones that people tend to respond to the most because mm -hmm. it allows them to see like oh wow I'm not the only one that right. 
has experienced that or feels that way. Because uh, it's really easy to look at people that are successful or that seem ex- successful and right. say like, oh, well, they probably just rose right to the top. They just right. got on the escalator that took them to the exactly. you know, yeah. top top floor, the corner office. Mm-hmm. And it's not. That's that's actually why I, I included those um, career stories from other people because, you know, they were all people that were successful. And, you know, there was everything from getting fired multiple times to being sexually harassed to, um, you know, owing the IRS big chunks of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, like just lots of, lots of, you know, potential really big pitfalls, Mm -hmm. but you know, they got through it and they got to a way better place. That's awesome. Yeah. That's definitely, I always look for those stories where it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. It wasn't like you were born with a silver spoon and no, no hardships or anything. It's like, Oh, you, you did it. You, you overcame all these obstacles and everything. So um, now I'm getting more and more excited (laughs) (laughs) because I've been looking for more books like that, especially in the career field uh, for Mm -hmm. 2021. Uh, Because 2020 was rough for a lot of us, myself included. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, yeah. We're hoping this year is going to be the year. Um, so I always like to ask uh, guests, and this could be multiple people, family members, leaders, famous people, whoever you want. Who inspires you? Hmm, who inspires me? Um, oh my gosh! I know it's always you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know everyday people inspire me a lot of times because anybody who is you know musters up their courage Mm -hmm. to take a step outside of their comfort zone and you know or or is is brave enough to state the thing that they want and then take that step outside of their comfort zone to get it I I get inspired by people that I coach all the time because I mean, I'll even tell you sometimes like I'm always hopeful. I'm very, I'm very um, optimistic that mm-hmm. people are going to get the things that they want. But I'm always like, part of me is always a little bit worried. Like, well, what if they don't? Like I'm here cheering them on yeah. and you know, what if this is just unrealistic? But when people have, I don't know, I think, is it, is it Barack Obama who talks about the audacity of hope? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when people have the audacity of hope and positive, positive, whatever, being positive. Yeah, positivity. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, really like cool things can happen. Yeah. And that, uh, when I see that reinforced again and again with people that I work with, I just, I, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's extremely fulfilling for me. And it just, it does inspire me to keep going so that I can help somebody else do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I guess this is probably sort of a cliche one if it's like a famous person, but <laughs> I do think about her all the time and it's, um, uh, Oprah, you know, oh, yeah. and I, I think that Oprah's story and I think her courage to tell her story in all of its, you know, she, she tells it all and some yeah. horrible things happened okay. in her life, but she kept going. Right. And then her whole career was about, you know, speaking the truth, speaking the stuff that people do not want to talk about in public. And she was standing up on a stage and talking about it with, you know, other people, people were sharing their stories. She shared a lot of stories, you know, of her own. And I think that that really has inspired so many women and men too, to say, 
well, look at Oprah, Yeah. right? Like she had the courage to do this. And I, and I mean, I think the fact that she's, you know, that she's so wealthy yeah. just shows that she was providing something that we all need, Definitely. which yeah. is, you know, somebody that would be hopeful and would be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I mean, a lot of people are drawn to that. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it really, really clearly she was putting good out in the world or else I don't think yeah. she would have, she wouldn't be Oprah. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. Oprah. like, yeah. Um, yeah. And her story, cause I, I read and looked into it. I'm like, oh, wow. Like that's brave to put that out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, incest and, you know, yeah. her, her baby died and, yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, really tough things, um, you know, kind of broken family and poverty and, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of really, really tough, tough things, but, you know, she persevered yep. and, uh, I, I really think that being willing to share that is um, it's super inspirational. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, always a good time to talk about Oprah. <laughs> she is, she right. really is. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. definitely. Awesome. Well, the next section is really, I call it a game, um, but it's not really <laughs> like a, there's a right answer, wrong answer. There's no points or anything. It's just uh-huh. silly questions that I have just to, um, get you thinking a little bit. Um, so I'll just hop into those. There's only three, okay. so there's not too many. Um, so the first one is, because I'm always interested to see what people and the rationale be- behind it is, um, if you could travel to any time period, so past, present, future, which I guess if you're in a present, you're already here, um, where would you travel to and why? Huh, wow, wow, wow. That's um, That's really cool. There's so many different places, places yeah times. um you know what I think would be really cool and this I mean this is what I'm saying today if you ask me tomorrow I'd probably kind of say something yeah. else but <laughs> yeah. it just struck me and maybe because we just you know have a new president but um going back to the time when women were you know first marching for suffrage oh yeah you know to to be able to vote and how you know, that was so brave and that was so risky in a way because women didn't really have rights in their own, definitely you know, on their own, uh, in their own rights. Mm-hmm. Right. And so to, to be able to look at that and say like, this isn't right. You know, I, I think that I deserve this and, mm-hmm. you know, to look at the constitution and to say, well, when they say that all men are, uh, created equal, yeah. like we men, everybody, and that yeah, was just, exactly. not just, just men, but yeah. men and women. Right. And, um, you know, I, I really, I feel that strongly, um, I've never really felt too gendered in my brain. You know, I've just always been sort of goal oriented. Um, so I think that it would have been super frustrating to live in a time when, you know, you were sort of put in a box mm-hmm. and and to be able to be among people that were saying like, no, you know, we're equal. Yeah. Give us equal rights. That would be cool. That would and plus be- I think that's like long long white dresses with the yeah, slashes <laughs> exactly a very fierce way to yeah exactly i would have I would yeah have exactly exactly and in the wings cheering them on like yeah <laughs> give them the rights and everything yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's really nice to see how far we've come i still feel like we have quite a way to go but as far we've, we've got a ways to go but oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah right yeah keep marching forward exactly exactly awesome um hopefully you like movies there's some people that don't so if not then I'll change the question I do like movies okay good um and I always am curious um because I know my 
I know at least my top movie of all time, but uh, if you were given uh-huh. three three movies and only three that you could watch for the rest of your life and all other movies uh-huh. are out, what three movies would you pick and why? Um, well, I would pick Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's, subject- my fa- that's my favorite movie. So good. Um, and let's see, I would probably pick The Wizard of Oz because that's always been one that's been... <laughs> um a huge favorite of yeah. mine you know and I just even from when I was a kid and it only came on tv like once a year like that right. magical time when it went from the black and white to the color it was like oh, wow yeah. it's like exactly. popping your eyes out and let's see you know I, I think the third one would be the godfather mm, yeah. just because it's like so rich right and mm-hmm. plus I just thought um Al Pacino was so good looking and yeah <laughs> back <a> good, then <laughs> yeah that's a good uh mixture too yeah my my number one movie is the wizard of oz i actually have a poster right behind me oh that's wizard. right i can see yeah. that yeah um and i've actually incorporated that into my book because it's all wizard of oz it's me telling yeah, my great. story but it's like very punny mm-hmm. with the wizard of oz so um yeah, yeah i would enjoy this ferris bueller's day off is still like one of the best movies i just love it and you know here's the thing that is so crazy is that i have loved that movie since it came out like in the 80s hmm. and um you know i moved here to chicago from uh north carolina but we moved to the town where they filmed ferris bueller's day off you know it's it's set in chicago but the suburban town like where the i don't know what is it like a maserati yeah. or Lamborghini or whatever yeah, yeah. and that that's I could walk there from my house it's like I could walk there oh, in wow. five minutes from my house um and a lot of the stuff that they filmed you know you watch it and I'm like oh my gosh that's like by the library and that's like down at the next town <laughs> so that's it's awesome. really funny that you know we moved here and then it was like oh wow that's like one of my favorite movies and it's here in my in my community it's really funny yeah that's super awesome um such a good movie yeah uh so the last question um no pressure either if you (laughs) if you really want it to happen though we could put it out in the universe say you're writing another book um and you get to pick one person to collaborate with to interview to write with who would you pick and why Hmm. and we could put that in the universe and make it happen (laughs) that's um yeah that's that's a good question. Um, you know, there was somebody that I actually interviewed for my for the book that I did that I thought was really pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. His name is um, Gary Bowles, mm-hmm. and he is the son of Richard Bowles, who wrote "What Colors Your Parachute," mm-hmm. which it's really beautiful how like this this came full circle because um, when I first got out of college my boyfriend's mom gave me what colors your parachute Mm -hmm. and that that was actually where I first got that idea of like what are you good at and what do you like to do and and she was she was actually really directive with me like do not start looking for a job until you read this book and you do all the exercises (laughs) and I'm so thankful that she set me on a path to pursue a career that would be aligned with who I am as a person um and so I I just talked with Gary I mean it was really nice because um he was so generous like I I probably talked to him for 30 40 minutes um but he's somebody that really thinks a lot about the future of work Mm -hmm. and is like way out there mentally beyond like where we are 
um, he probably has already like foreseen everything that we're living through right now, <laughs> like with Zoom and everything. But I think that he would be really cool to work with. And that probably could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. We're putting it out there. We're, we're going to put yeah. it into fruition. Yeah. That would be awesome though. Um, see, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Did yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's fun. I like, I like those kind of things. It's like, I it's fun to like be challenged. Although sometimes I feel like oh, I'm on the spot. I have to yeah. Something. <laughs> well, that's it. And it's funny. I always joke with people. I was that kid and even in college that hated those, these type of questions, like the icebreaker, like, oh, it's the first mm -hmm. day of class. Say who you are. A fun fact about you. I hated it. And now I'm that guy that does it not only <laughs> on my podcast, but then in, you know, in HR and in the real life, like, oh, you're new hire. Let's do an icebreaker. And I actually uh, yeah. a company newsletter where I ask some of these questions and people, some people get so into it and they're like, it was so hard to pick three movies. Like, and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's just, to yeah, get nobody's going to gonna like track you down <laughs> and say, why didn't you say my movie? <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. I thought that I thought this was your favorite. Movie. Yeah, I feel hurt. How dare you? Yeah, back <laughs> right. when you were five, you said this was your favorite movie. How uh, right, you lie? right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's Definitely funny. awesome. Well, the the next thing I always ask guests to, because I'm uh, very big on mental health and trying to kill the stigma, if you will. So I always like to ask, because um, I'm one that writes stuff down. Like, oh, that's nifty. I want to try that out. What are some things that you do in your life to help keep your mental health in balance? Um, sorry, my dog's making a funny noise. That's um, okay. My dog's still barking and I keep having you, so. <laughs> yeah, um, well, she, every month, it's almost like a hairball, um, oh. as <laughs> she makes that sound, but, um, you know, I think that one of the things that's been the most, uh, had the biggest impact for me is changing my self-talk. Mm. I used to be really, really harsh with myself. You know, I, I had extremely high expectations. If I didn't do something to the level that I thought was perfect, mm -hmm. I would beat myself up. I would slide down into like, you know, almost a depressive state. And, mm -hmm. and I think it was really because I was so attached to my achievements. And if I made a mistake, I would feel like I was less of or less oh, yeah. than. And I, I don't know, somewhere along the line, I mean, I've done a lot of, you know, work yeah. <laughs> I've definitely read a lot of books and I yeah. mentioned before that I like went on like this retreat that was pretty mm. life life-changing yeah but you know really listening to how you talk to yourself and and substituting the things that you say for for ways that you would talk to people that you really care about right. you know like you wouldn't talk to your best friends in the way that that many of us talk to ourselves like yeah. you know oh you're such an idiot yeah. I can't believe you did that you're gonna get fired mm. you know stuff like that we a lot of us say that stuff all the oh, time yeah. or we'll say like I'm so bad I, I, I'm so ugly I don't look good you know all that kind of stuff and and to start you know in the beginning it may be hard to say you know you're really beautiful or you you gave your you know, you gave it your, your best shot and maybe you didn't get the result that you wanted, but you can try better, you know, try again next time, yeah. right? You're still okay. Um, those are kinder words. Yeah. And, you know, I find that, yeah, there, sometimes there's still like that, like, if you make a mistake, that little pinprick of like that shameful feeling, Yeah. right? For a second. But then I'll say, you're okay. You know, like you made a mistake. Yeah. You can fix it. Yeah, you're human. Um, yeah, you're human, right? And and just 
you know, be aware of how you talk to yourself and, and you'll, you'll find that you have so much more energy mm. and you like yourself and you laugh yeah. more and you have more fun, you know, and we all want that. Oh, definitely. You know? And there's nobody, there's, there's honestly nobody that is worthy of judging us. Mm. You know, like who is anybody to judge any of us? We're right. all human. Right. And why, why does somebody get to sit up on their, you know, high horse and like judge us? Definitely. Yeah. Usually if people are judging, it's because there's something that they don't feel good about that they're afraid somebody else is going to judge them about. Definitely. Yeah, that's super powerful and something I know I'm guilty of and a lot of people are too. Like even if, like you said, my best friend, my husband or family members are yeah. like, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm like, don't talk about yourself that way. <laughs> like, no, right. no, no. But then it's kind of ironic that I'll be like, oh gosh, you're going to get fired. You're stupid. You're da, 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 da. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to try to reverse that and you know be positive yeah. and kinder to yourself yeah you know what I think of it in terms of energy mm. and you know think of a, that you've got like you know a bucket of energy that's sort of like a bucket of water yeah and for you know we only have so much energy right we do things that we like it gets filled up if we rest if we take care of ourselves mm -hmm. it gets filled up right and then we use it on things but when we uh when we get stuck in, you know, like judgment or anger or fear, or we're, we're chastising ourselves, that's like a lot of little pinpricks get, get pricked into the bottom of the bucket. And that energy just drips out mm -hmm. a little, little bit at the time, you know? And so then when it's time to do something, you're like, well, I only have half a bucket of bucket, energy. Yeah. Here, right. And, and, you know, think about those times whenever you've, you haven't even really done anything. Like mm -hmm. you haven't, you know, you're like, I haven't done anything today. I've just been sitting around um, or I've just been sitting at my desk or whatever. But if right. you're thinking about, if you're beating yourself up or you've had something tough happen and you're like, oh, I wish that hadn't happened. Or, yeah. you know, Using if you're, energy. if you're, yeah, you're, that energy's dri just dripping yeah. out, oh, you know, a... and that kind self-talk is like putting, you know, some duct tape on the bottom Over the hole. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, to, to block those holes. And, no. you know, sometimes some energy drips out, but then as soon as you see it, put some tape on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to, to look at it. Now, now I feel like I'm going to have that in my head next time I go to say something, I'm like, no, yeah. put the duct tape over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, you know, just say, that like, energy. What do, I, what do I want to say to myself instead? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's super. like, you know, what do they, uh, I think that, I don't know if you're a big Seinfeld fan, but they, they were like, why do people say Gesundheit? Right. So then they were like, I think they, they said, oh, well, we're going to say like, you're so good looking yeah. uh, that that was you know, yeah. like, you're so good looking, you know, like you could just, yeah. you could say that to yourself. Like when you make a mistake, you could just be like, let me remind you, yeah. you're so good looking. Exactly. Something positive in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a, that's a good one. That's, that's one of my top ones now for the, the mental health question. Awesome. Um, well, I always like to ask too, um, just cause I'm the same way with TV shows or anything like that. Is there anything right now that you're watching, maybe movie, TV show, podcast that you're listening to, books that you're reading, or music that you're you're like, oh, this is great. I have to share this. Other people need to consume this. Uh, yeah, you know, I I am like actually surprised at myself that I'm kind of hooked on this show. Um, but married at first sight. Okay, and <laughs> I, I keep seeing. I haven't seen it, but I keep seeing previews and I'm like would I get into this <laughs> well weirdly enough my my uh, I I watched the last season mm -hmm. and I just 
listen, I mean, well, first of all, you know, like during the pandemic, like we're all like, we're all flying through every, you know, it's like, yeah. I watched like Queen's Gambit, Gambit in like two days. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we're flying through binge watching everything. And so, and then you're getting to a point like, okay, what else is out here? Then? Exactly. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, well, I'll just see what it's about. Well, the next thing you know, I'm like staying up till two o'clock in the morning, like watching like six episodes and uh, the new season just came out and I was sitting watching um, an episode the other day and my 23 year old son comes out and he's like, he's like, oh, what is this? And, and I was like, oh, you probably wouldn't like it. It's like married, married at first sight. Well, he's like coming to me the other day. He's like, hey, mom, mom, when's the next episode of married at first sight coming out? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's quite it's quite you know it's a reality tv yeah. show and they they're like following they they match these couples up uh you know it's matchmakers and they yeah, don't yeah. see each other until they're at the altar and you know it's it's crazy and you're you know you're watching it sort of like thinking in your mind like oh i think these two look good together i think they'll fit together i don't yeah. think these two are gonna uh go and like with some of the um previous seasons um you know there's some people that you know you're watching them you're like I think it's like eight weeks after eight weeks oh, wow. they have to decide whether they're going to stay together or get divorced wow. and some of these people you're like surely they're going to get divorced yeah. there's no way that they're staying together but there have been some that are like yeah let's stay together um and <laughs> other like, ones okay. that you're like they they're getting divorced and you're like oh and then other ones you're like oh my god he was such a jerk yeah yeah um, you know so it's it's like pretty like drama filled it's pretty and then there's some that I'm like oh them i want to move in next door to them they're yeah. so cool <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah that it reminds me of um i don't know if you've seen uh the netflix show that just came out last year uh love is blind it's oh well i know what you're talking about but i haven't seen yeah it. it's I've seen the, like sort of the previous one. yeah it's yeah. kind of the same premise but they still get a few weeks to at least chat to each other mm-hmm. they don't see each other until um there's a proposal and then they get to see each other but then they mm-hmm. they go through so I was obsessed with that and binge that because it was so interesting but kind of the same feeling like oh they're so cute I hope that they last forever and then someone yeah. like oh this is a mistake so I feel like oh, I'm right. married right, at first right. sight so I definitely yeah. need to add that to my list yeah it's it's good and it's it's so interesting too because you know for a lot of people you know they've you know, they haven't like chosen well in their past relationships. Mm -hmm. And, and so they're, or they're at a point and they're like, I really want to get married and have kids. You know, like my life is like, I got a great job and everything else is great in my life. I just want somebody to share it with. And you're like, yeah, you know, and, and I suppose that if you really want that in some ways, I think that, I mean, the the people that match them, there's like a pastor, there's a a sex therapist and there's a regular therapist. And they, they interview all these people and they're looking, they come to their house and they look through their whole house to see like, are they organized? You know, they like, they check about like, okay, you know, what's your attitude towards sex? You know, Mm -hmm. um, there was, there was actually one, uh, this was a couple seasons ago. There was a, um, a girl who was a virgin and, you know, she was like 28 or something. Mm -hmm. And, and she, I really got so tired of, because every, every time you turn around, she'd be like talking about her virginity and how she wanted to give it to, you know, and, and she and her husband ended up getting divorced because she never felt trusting enough to actually consummate the marriage. Okay. But I was like, oh my God, like, I'm so tired of hearing about, yeah. <laughs> about something else to talk virginity. about. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, everybody in the world at one point was a virgin, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you're married now and yeah. like there 
I felt like her identity was so tied up in that, that, um, you know, I, I respect what she was yeah. trying to do, but I was like, okay, you know, there's more to life than the exactly. fact that you, you saved this for your husband. And it was just weird. It was weird. Yeah. And, and I do feel a little bit bad because I'm kind of like probably the producers were like jacking that up, you know, yeah. like asking her like every five minutes and then they had to like have it, you know, 10 times in every episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just to yeah. draw the right. ratings. In. Right. That was her brand. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's super interesting. I'll, I'll have to check it out for sure. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> something I don't think my husband will like because he doesn't like those types of things. Yeah, but I would yeah. definitely. And that's awesome that your son now <laughs> y'all have something that you I, weirdly. Well, he's <laughs> he is into son. You know, he really likes Survivor. He likes a lot oh. of those. You know, like um, we are likes, like, big Survivor fans. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there is. I would. I will say that there is you know, a little bit in common with that, right? Because you are, you are like watching and sort of like judging people's personalities yeah. or the things that they do. Um, you know, you're rooting for certain people. Yeah. I mean, they're not competing against each other, obviously, but they, I think they have like five couples on each season and mm -hmm. they, they house them together, like in the same apartment complex, oh, wow. right? And all the guys get to know each other and they like have a bachelor party the <laughs> night before they're getting um married and same with the girls um but they don't they they don't meet their spouse until at the married. altar oh wow um yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were actually so really kind of bummed like my my son was like oh mom like wednesday is that show on and uh it it was preempted because of the oh. inauguration yeah. <laughs> and so we were like oh come on man like the election yeah. you're you, like okay you yeah did our show but, yeah let's all right cool awesome yeah. oh that's, that's so, so funny, funny. I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out um well i wanted to give you opportunity um to let uh listeners know where they can find you um and everything like that so if you want to plug away plug away um and yeah. i'll also put links down in the description of the episode so that they can easily access it Okay. Um, my website is uh, terrybmcdougal.com. Um, people can link in with me at terrybmcdougal. That's my handle on LinkedIn. My book is available on Amazon. Uh, it's called uh, Winning the Game of Work by Terry B. McDougal. And I also have launched a podcast oh, awesome. uh, that's called Marketing Mambo. And, uh, you know, I mentioned before I became a coach that I had a long career in marketing. And that's actually one of the things I kind of miss about working in the corporate world is just being able to chat it up with, with marketers. So I yeah. started this to, you know, I, I actually say that I chop, chop, chat with marketing movers and shakers from around the world. So just topics that I think are interesting. And I, I know a lot of people in marketing and I'm meeting more every day. So um, that comes out once a week and awesome. people can find that at marketingmambo.net. Perfect. Yeah. And like I said, I'll, I'll link it all down below to cool. make it a little bit easier. Um, but awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting. I've enjoyed it immensely, um, but I'll, I'll let you get some time back in your day. Um, thank you again, though. Well, thank you, Stephen. It was oh. really a pleasure talking with you. You too. Thank you. always love somebody that's wanting to create a better work environment so such a good chat let me find something to meditate on uh give thanks for the morning light that is very true we take that for granted um could you imagine if we just you know 
didn't have the sun, that'd be really depressing. <laughs> uh, let me find another one because that was super short too. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this uh, also falls into your morning routine. Find something enjoyable about each morning, whether it's that cute little coffee break that you take or, you know, taking your dogs out and getting some fresh air, you know, shower time, whatever it might be, you know, ponder that over as you enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Now that you're all refreshed and meditated and just wired up for the day, I want to thank you so much for joining me another week uh, for the Sunshine Steven podcast. Also, big thank you to Terry, who was my guest today. Um, really enjoyed the conversation and everything like that. Be sure to check out her book. I've already purchased my copy and started it, and it's really good. Um, a lot of tips in there that are helping me in my everyday work life, so be sure to check that out. I'll put the link in the description below. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for the continuation of support for this show. Um, I'm you know, I'm not almost a year old, but the show is almost a year old, so super excited about that. Um, yeah, so thank you so much. Um, you can continue that support if you go and follow me um, at Sir Steven Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even on TikTok and Clubhouse, the same handle. I got super lucky. And then my website, sirstevenrice.com, where I have new podcast merch. And you can also check out my blog post and um, upcoming stuff like that. So super excited about that. Again, I'll link that all down below. So if you want to go follow me, follow me, that would be great. Please, as my dog barks in the background. I don't know if you heard that, but I did. She gets really passionate too. Please leave me a review on Apple. That would be great. Um, share with your friends and everything like that. I want to grow and grow and grow. Um, Rose is barking in the background. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you so much again. Now that I'm just rambling, I will see not really i will talk to you next week and you will listen hopefully uh stay safe rose chimes in and said yes stay safe and until next time have a fantastic day